welcome to the Nightly Muse podcast. This is your host, Tanaya Shea. And to just pick up where we left off, um, the Great Commission <laughs> isn't telling us to be loud. It's telling us to, to go talk to the world. Like, in fact, let me just pull it up and read it verbatim. Let me not be out here trying to paraphrase something that doesn't need a paraphrase. Um, thank God for the Bible app, Matthew, is it 26, 19, which is 19, 26, nope, 28, 19. Yeah, 2819. There we go. In Jesus, this is Matthew 28. We're going to start at verse 16 through the end of the chapter. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee. I'm going to I'm going to read that better. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee. Galilee is a hard word. Wow, Galilee. Galilee. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I ain't going to front. I feel like I have a good podcast voice, but man, my reading voice, phenomenal. Mwah, magnifique. Incroyable. Maravilloso. <laughs> Switch languages for you. Um... So, go make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe all that I've commanded you. Make disciples, baptize, and teach. Like, yeah, like there's there's a loudness that comes with that. There's a... Let me tell you about this guy named Jesus. Let me tell you about God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about this person who changed my life. And I think that that is a prerequisite for making disciples. There has to be a communicative nature to it. Um... But it, it's not like, I mean, hey, I grew up at a Christian school for two, like, waves. I went to my dad's school for three years or, yeah, for three years. And then I went to my old high school from fifth grade to 12th. And it was great. And I remembered learning apologetics and it was great. But my the thing that I remembered most from that class 
was writing my statement of faith, which was amazing. I mean, the experience was amazing. My paper, I got an A, so it must have been pretty good. But <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> Mr. H can uh, can confirm, corroborate those claims. Um, what I appreciate about that class, we had a, a box where we could drop a note card in or a piece of paper and ask questions. And I'm pretty sure it was like every day to start class, he would pull a thing out of the box, a card out of the box, read the question and answer it. And that was the one time in my life at that school where I felt like questions were invited. He obviously, if there was like a wild question, he might like make a like face or something, but like he, he did his best to answer them and like validate our experience as teenagers who have been kind of born into a faith in a world that is wild and in a world that may not necessarily believe in what we believe, like in a world that is like what we believe is counterculture. And and it's hard. And so we have questions. And he like, he sat with us in those questions. And sure, like, I learned in junior year, like the cosmological argument and stuff like, like, I learned a lot of fun stuff that were like, it was really cool. And I felt like when I learned all of the arguments in my junior year Bible class, it solidified what I believed about my own faith more than it did invigorate me to want to go argue with somebody about it. But in like my senior class, like, again, it was just everything that I learned, I felt like in all four of my Bible classes in high school helped me feel more grounded in what I believed in. And rather than like leaving it feeling like all right have your gun in your holster ready to pop off because some the world is gonna come get you missiles pointed at you like you know what i mean like the the seeds of dissension are gonna be sown your and, and thrown your way and you gotta be ready to have a defense for every like i didn't really feel like that happened that wasn't my experience in college like i i just learned and I did observe that like a lot of my like the sciences a lot of my professors that were in those fields like had views that seemed to be godless in the sense that everything that I believed and that I learned to be god related spiritually grounded they just had a scientific reason for it and like I didn't leave that thinking oh everything that i learned was a lie i just thought well you know if god is the if i believe that god is the creator of all of these things then yeah maybe the thing that makes my back get all tingly when i hear a worship song and i start thinking about god is my amygdala or my hippocampus or whatever and it's like maybe god maybe it is there maybe that is where it activates and 
that doesn't mean that the stuff I know about God isn't true. Maybe he's just smart enough to use that part of our body to connect with. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't make it make any more or less sense. It just was like, okay, cool. Like, there's a scientific reason for it. I believe that God's behind that. So cool. It, It didn't mean, oh, all of a sudden God is fake. There wasn't like some scriptural reason for it that I heard about before anyway. You know what I mean? And so I... I think about my experiences in the past and I find myself today using them when when like called upon. But most of the time, I just try to be a, a nice person. Like I try to be an inviting, loving, good listening, like, individual that is approachable and accessible and gives a dang about my friends and in that gospel invitations hopefully happen i remember (laughs) there was this time where we did kind of this, we were going around kind of spreading the gospel or whatever with a couple of friends. And there was this, it was in a neighborhood. There were these people that, these kids that were, Lord, bear with me, people. Sorry. Um, there were these kids that were playing in the neighborhood and we were we played with them. Like we hang out we hung out with them and then later on we started to share the gospel with them. And I remember I got so worked up like sharing the gospel with these kids, I started crying. And in part because I I look at the Great Commission and I and I'm like, man, like if what I believe about the afterlife and God and all of this stuff is true, like, would it not develop a sense of urgency in me to want to share this with everybody? And in that moment, I was confronted with that. And and my heart just started to break for these kids that were in front of me that I knew didn't believe in what I believed in, but I truly believed that what I believed in was the truth. And it was a weird moment. And I often think back on that, like, am I doing the right thing with my life? Like, should I just be doing that? And I don't know. I think when I, I don't feel that way when I see social media going at each other all the time. Like, I I just feel like this call was meant to be personal. Um, when I think about the woman at the well, what strikes me is after the fact, when she goes to everyone and says, 
hey, come and meet the man who... I'm just going to look it up again. This is the beauty of recording something. The way that I'm recording it is that I can just fact, fact check myself immediately. John 4. At the end of it, she says, Ooh, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Where is it? Okay. So we're at the end of it, and she says, Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? She's a Samaritan. The Jews and the Samaritans didn't vibe. Kind of like racial divide type situation. She was a woman. And at that time, we're talking when women had even less rights than now. And even less agency. Um, Jesus took the time to sit with her and get to know her and actually not get to know her, but, but show that he already knew her in a way that nobody else did. And her reaction to that is to go tell people, come see a man who, who knows me, who told me about myself. Like, come see a man who gave me the time of day and sat beside me and talked with me and showed me that I was fully known and fully loved. Like that, that is appealing to me. If I'm gonna have a conversation about Roe v. Wade, I wanna have a conversation with someone side by side where we're actually like showing first and foremost that we care about each other because at the end of the day, Unless it's something that like, unless it's like my sister's pregnant or like whatever, like, or my daughter, like I'm not actively having to wrestle with this choice right now <laughs> or with this decision, you know, like it's kind of abstract for me. You know, One, I'm not a girl. Two, I'm not actively dealing with this. So while it's just an abstraction, like while, while it's just an abstract thought in terms of like it being a hypothetical, like I'm not actually walking through that right now. Let's let's have a conversation where we can truly just care for one another and listen to each other. Because again, like, I just, I feel like that's where healing happens. That is where understanding happens. That's where common grounds are built. And yeah, if you end up agreeing to disagree, whatever. But at least like one thing that y'all agree on is that, hey, we left this conversation caring for each other probably more than we did when we came in. And like, shouldn't that be the goal? Like, I, I I don't know. I <laughs> I don't feel like I need to talk about this anymore in terms of specifically this, like, Roe v. Wade stuff. Like, 
I think over the past, over these three episodes, I feel like I've expressed my heart. Um, but I want to be somebody who expresses their heart in a way that's gentle. Um, and if I get fired up about something, I want to get fired up about caring for people well. Not just like broadcasting my opinion everywhere. Um, So hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully there was wisdom there and hopefully this wasn't just completely painful to listen to. Um, But yeah, I'm thankful for you guys and, and I hope that this is meaningful for someone. Shout out Lowfly, and I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.